investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Failed Prospects. Our collaborators were Tyler Hudak, Morgan Llewellyn, Oscar Rios, Jason Melichok, Zane Fleming, and myself, and I will be the keeper of the playtest, and this is episode two. Our recap will be given by John Hook as his character, Dr. Cooper Smith. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. John? Personal Journal. Friday, October 19, 1923. I and my companions were summoned to West Haven, South Dakota, by Dr. William Baker, the department chair for the College of Paleontology at the University of Cincinnati. Dr. Baker and his team had departed for the for the South Dakota dig in early October, where they apparently made a fantastic discovery. While Dr. Ba Baker did not elaborate in his communique as to the nature of the discovery, he did request certain persons and fields of interest. Dr. Baker requested Professor Hall and myself from the paleontology department, Dr. Rathmore from archeology span and Dr. Harper from biology, unfortunately, Harper couldn't make the journey, but he did send his most promising grad student, a Mr. Phillips, in his stead. Mr. Zundel of the university's Department of Journalism is also in attendance to document this momentous occasion. Saturday, October 20th, 1923. We arrived in West Haven, South Dakota at 9 a.m., right on schedule. We quickly checked into the Penman Hotel we expected to be met by Dr. Baker, but alas, he has not returned to town yet. After we checked in, we all set about to, make, to take in the sights of West Haven, a quaint community. During our check-in process, Mr. Penman, the hotel proprietor, let us know that one of the grad students with Dr. Baker had apparently seen the local town doctor due to an injury. So I took it upon myself to check with the doctor about the student's injury. Strangely, the doctor said it resembled both a second-degree burn and a frostbite. Apparently, the student reported it not being painful, just itchy. The other folks checked out the West Haven Free Library, Ma Peters General Store, and the Hungry Jack Diner. We puttered around throughout the town the whole day long, but neither Dr. Baker nor any of his companions have arrived to meet with us. According to Dr. Penman, Mr. Penman, it's been a week since he's seen Dr. Baker. I took it upon myself to try and secure transportation and lucked out. I was fortunate enough to find a vehicle for rent at Harold's Garage. It's a rickety pickup truck, so we'll need to keep a close eye on it to ensure it doesn't completely fall apart on us. During the evening meal at the Hungry Jack Diner, we did see Mr. Penman's youngest son returning from a day of fishing. According to Penman, his youngest son knows just where Dr. Baker's first dig site is located. And with Penman's blessing, his young son is going to guide us to that location in the morning. The end. All right. Thank you very much, John. All right. So it is now late afternoon, early evening uh, in West Haven. Um, Mrs. Penman has invited you to eat dinner with them. Uh, she's fixing fish uh, that Matthew caught that morning, trout. And uh, the 
hotel is nice and warm and friendly and there's a fire in the fireplace as the temperatures outside are getting a little chilly not too bad not uncomfortably chilly just a little chilly are we the only guests in the hotel um yes you are except well dr baker and his teams have rooms but yeah um professor clive you were going to say something yes okay gentlemen uh since we haven't uh, seen or heard from uh, Dr. Baker yet, I hope you understand that as the eldest uh, member of the staff, uh, I'm uh, in charge, responsible for your actions. I just want to remind you that uh, we are representing the university, so be on our best behavior. Uh, Mr. Phillips, you especially remember you're representing your biology department and the doctor himself, so you at most must be on best behaviors. And since we will be driving out uh, tomorrow, I suggest uh, we go ahead and uh, one of us go back to the general store to uh, go ahead and get the provisions to take with us out to camp. Uh, maybe they've had their car break down so we can bring their supplies and enough for ourselves too. If you have any other ideas uh, for the trip uh, till the morning, uh, speak up. Yes, Professor Hall, we should definitely check we should definitely check and see what uh, equipment uh, Dr. Baker uh, left in storage here at the hotel. It may be uh, something that uh, uh, either we could use or they might be able to, to need uh, on the way out there. So in addition to getting supplies from the general store, let's bring that stuff too. A uh, good point, Mr. Cooper Smith, but uh, I did talk to Carl earlier and uh, he went back to check to see if there was any, additional tents or supplies, and he did not find any. Uh, but yes, uh, let's gather all what we think we'll need to uh, take with us. And, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go upstairs and I'm gonna go, I wanna go check out some of the rooms and see if there's anything they've left behind. Um, I'm really curious to know if there's any, anything that we can get before tomorrow morning that'll actually help us for our actual sojourn tomorrow. Yeah, actually, I'd like to go with you, go with you uh, uh, Harold, if that's all right. Because uh, yes. in addition to whatever they've got in storage, you never know. They may have had something uh, that is pretty vital in their room. So, uh, it's, you know, yeah, it's I, not snooping. We're, we're here to help. I will join you, too. I want to see if Henry left anything behind or whatever. Well, the uh, general store is probably going to be closing soon, so if I can get somebody to go over there, uh, I'll use the phone here to call back to the university and let them know what's going on. I'll join you, Professor Hall, but you should probably, we should probably uh, visit Ma before you make the call. The university will be open and she might close up. Well, I, I suggest you go there. Uh, I've already met with her and given her an idea of what we need. So uh, just review it. It should be what the doctor Baker's already ordered, plus uh, probably half of that for ourselves. I wonder if she's got a wheelbarrow. Seems like a week's worth of food. Well, you know what? If with uh, Phillips and uh, Rathmore uh, searching the rooms or helping uh, check those out, I'll go with Zundel then instead. I'm Thanks, sure she Duncan. can have it ready in the morning for us to pick up in the truck. Just find out when she normally opens. Uh, we Eggs and other stuff uh, needing cold, we sure don't want to pick them up now. Eggs just, don't need cold. Just, just to clarify, um, 
I think we had the the truck discussion after the game last week. We um, did. Uh, so for the listeners, what we kind of decided here was that um, Simon Harold at the garage does have a broken down thing that he's trying to fix up. So they have something in the morning. So they should have something in the morning to drive. All right. Sorry. Just wanted to interject that. Well, yeah. So I guess the question is whether it's, is it, is there any, the only reason to shift things from the general store to the hotel would be to inspect them. Otherwise, yeah, I don't think we need the truck. I would say we wouldn't need to worry about that. We could go to the general store. We could pay for everything, make our selections, pay for it. And then she could just have it uh, set aside so that we can pull up the truck and uh, quickly load it in the morning. Yeah. Because remember we're leaving really early in the morning. Yeah. Well, also are we going off or we going on foot to follow Henry to the, or are we taking him in the truck to show us where the first site was? Um, I thought we were getting a tour from the boy. Yeah, we're going to get a tour from the boy, but I guess uh, we should have now in, in, in uh, retconning, uh, we would have asked if it's uh, accessible by vehicle. What would, uh, what would yeah, you have said? Yeah, because they, they had two trucks that they were taking out there. Okay, so, so if, if Baker drove out, drove out there, we can drive out there. And Matthew tells you that uh, that he used to sneak out there to take a look at what they were doing. That's what he was doing at first. Uh, and then they'd drive him home at the end of the day. Unless okay. it was a school day, in which case he wasn't allowed to go out there. But tomorrow, stay sun, tomorrow is Sunday. So, so Matthew can't, yeah. yeah. I'm skipping church. <laughs> that's right that's right he's skipping church so matthew can uh, guide us by road uh so we don't have to walk correct so okay um yeah so uh professor hall is going to make some phone calls uh zundel and i are going to go to uh to the general store and rathmore and phillips are going to check out the rooms yep ready all right. break all right uh, so uh, we'll just get some of this out of the way. Uh, uh, general store, she'll have this stuff ready for you in the morning. She's got most of it ready already. Um, actually, let me throw something in. Sorry, let's just say you arrived there. Let's do a little bit of a scene there. And uh, the doorbell, the, the door rings as you walk in. There's a little bell on it. And she's like, howdy, folks. I've got most of your, uh, your uh, order together. Uh, is there anything else you need? Did Professor Baker have any oatmeal on the way out? Well, I do believe uh, we've got oatmeal. Uh, I'd like to put in for a couple of pounds of oatmeal. So she goes over, she says, sure enough. And she goes over and there's a big, you know, a couple of big gunny sacks of oatmeal. And she's got one of those nice big metal scoops. And uh, she gets a smaller bag. And... Uh, you see her starting to scoop and she's like, what in tarnation is going on here? Oh, dear. And you see um, her dump what she's got back into the bag. Yeah, I want to go and see what's going on. Is is everything okay? She says that uh, we got mealy worms. Uh, let me oh. uh, close this up. This is the, the oldest bag. She closes that up and she moves it over like to the back door where she's going to throw it out. And she opens up a fresh bag. 
and it's infected as well with mealygrams. Well, what in the hell is going on? These should not be this way yeah. at all. I must have gotten really bad, bad shipments. Um, eventually, when she gets to the very newest bag, it seems to be okay. And uh, she gives you a couple of whatever you want to pound. Or a couple of well, I greatly appreciate she's, you checking that out. She's quite miffed. Dr. Cooper Smith, I'm going to give Phillips the first bowl of oatmeal just to see. Um, okay, sure. Um, yeah, Ma, uh, I was just wondering, you know, um, any, uh, any critters or anything that we should be, uh, on the lookout for out there in the, uh, in the wilds, anything that, uh, Oh, you're, you're going out into the, the wilderness. Well, it is wilderness. Uh, you're going to encounter deers and, uh, or deer, deers, deer, and possibly bear, but uh, uh, this time of year is, is the time of year that bear usually uh, have fattened themselves up and they're looking for a place to sleep through the winter. Um, so you're probably not going to encounter any of those. Are there um, skunks? Oh yeah, there are skunks and there are, I don't know if they're badgers, they're badgers and there are possums and there are beaver and there are who knows what out there. Um, and there's Indians. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Indians, that'll be fine. As long as there aren't any boogeymen out there. <laughs> well, who knows what's out there in them woods. You know, I've never slept a night in the woods before. I hadn't thought on that. Has, uh, Ma, do you have peanut butter? Um, Sure. Yeah. Let's get some, some peanut, peanut butter, butter too. Here. Uh, and what do you think about uh, an axe, Dr. Cooper Smith? You can help uh, make fires. Absolutely. Yeah, we should probably get two. Well, I put all that together, and I put it together. Got got a couple of these uh, these tents. Oh, um, wonderful! But uh, how how well? I guess you're you're going out there to join the dig, so yep. you don't quite know how far out you're going to go. No, they say Not it's just like yet. Fourteen miles or so out between the ridges. It's a drive. Uh, hopefully, it'll. Uh, Hopefully that old uh, clunker car will, that old clunker truck will uh, make it okay. Yeah, hopefully. You know, Dr. Cooper Smith, we should also get uh, from Harold's, uh, or no, from here, we should get an extra five gallon of gasoline. Maybe that's why they haven't come back. Maybe they run out of gas. Yeah, why don't we do that? Uh, we'll get a couple, well, we'll get two jerry cans and fill them full of uh, gas and take those to you, if you don't mind. I'll get that ready for you in the morning. All right. Yeah, we'll have that in the morning. And and maybe kerosene for lamps too. Yeah, I think that's already on the list. Yeah. And what time do you open, Mall? Oh well, we don't open until seven thirty. All right. Well, the we'll get to sleep in for half an hour then. Which is All not right. gonna be huffed hard on me. I bet Byron snores. Well, thank you, Ma. We really appreciate it. No problem. All right, and you guys sleep. All right, um, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Hall, you go to the phone uh, to call the university, and um, who are you going to call, or where are you going to call? Um, 
department. We still have head. some uh, professors, right, still left uh, in in the paleontology department. So I will start there. Well, you got Joanne. That's that's his secretary. Yeah. Right. She's still left there. Yeah. So, Colleen, um, ring ring the office. Paleontology department, uh, Cincinnati University. Can I help you? Yes. Uh, is that Joanne? Oh yeah. Hi. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, Professor Hall here. Oh, Professor uh, Hall, how are you? Good, good. Uh, we uh, finally arrived. We're here at uh, West Haven, but uh, I thought I'd best report in. Uh, if you'll please take a note and pass along to the rest of the department and the uh, university professor. Um, we haven't seen uh, Dr. Baker and uh, kind of thought that uh, he would have at least sent somebody. Uh, so we're going to wind up having to drive out there uh, tomorrow. Uh, I want to make certain to uh, just coordinate with you uh, in case he happens to call while we're out that uh, we miss each other in the night. Um, we'll leave a message here at the uh, hotel, uh, the same uh, Pimmon Hotel that uh, the doctor called from before. So we'll, we'll keep them abreast of our location and uh, hopefully when the uh, Dr. Baker does check in, uh, we can get synced up. But right now, just make sure you tell the department uh, we're here and we're heading out tomorrow uh, on uh, own transportation looking for him. Uh, we're having to start at the first dig and we know that they've gone to further digs, but we don't know where. So we're going to have to do some backtracking or forward tracking. Well, you know, the doctor, he... Uh... He gets very wrapped into what he's doing, but uh, they should have definitely sent something. Uh, we sent a telegram, so they should have known when you were going to be there. And I understand. I heard the same thing, uh, and I, I know how absent-minded the doctor is. Uh, you do a great job of uh, keeping him on track and on his schedule. I was expecting, hoping maybe the same thing from Victoria. Well, and Dr. Tucker should have, you know how he is. He's a, he tends to be pretty conscientious. If... Very detailed, yes, yes. But the ball was dropped and uh, whether they've got uh, car problems out of gas, uh, uh, we're not certain. Uh, we'll report the fact that there was one injured student. Uh, they brought him into the doctor here for treatment. Oh yes, yes, we know about that. Um, okay. That was last week. Yes, yes. Uh, we just found out about it. Um, and uh, well, hopefully we can uh, take some additional medical supplies uh, out just in case it needs additional treatment. But for right now, uh, nothing more to report. All right. Well, I will definitely, uh, uh, you know, uh, if he calls me or if I get a hold of somebody else, then I'll definitely give them the message and uh, inform the university. Sounds great. And uh, uh, just remember, Joanne, uh, we'll just keep in communication from the uh, hotel phone. If that goes out, we, we do have the uh, telegraph office here. So one way or another, we'll get a message to you. Yes, of course. Have a good night. You too. Right. And uh, Byron and and Harold, you are going up the stairs and um, you get to the uh, uh, 
um, the, the rooms that you guys are in are like on either side and then the ones kind of in the middle were Dr. Baker's room. There's four rooms that belong to him and the other members. Um, they're locked. Hmm. I wonder if we can kind of jimmy the lock. Well, I want to go to Dr. Baker's room because I want to find out if he's up to these people. Well, him. you're not dead sure which one he's in. You know that he's in one of these. Well, well, or, we could do that. Or we could ask for keys saying there's something important in. I don't know. We could try. Well, if we ask for keys, we're going to ask why. Or well, we could we try could to... Smooth talk. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to go downstairs and see if they have the keys? And I'm going to go stay up here and see if I could find any way other, other way in. Yeah, why not? If my plan doesn't work, maybe yours, hopefully yours will. Okay, let's do that. And just give them the old student routine, right? Like tell them that, you know, I need to get in there because I think Dr. Baker has something of mine, like a notebook or I don't know, improvise. Oh, you're, you're, a, you're, a good, you're a good naughty boy. Make it up as you go. I'll figure it out. All right. Um, you have rooms 9, 10, 11, and 12. These are the ones that they're in. Uh, which one would you like to try first? Uh, let's go for number nine. Okay. Um, how are you going to try to open the door? You're going to try to pick the lock? Well, I'm going to see, I'm going to first jimmy it just real quick to see if I can actually, if it's, if it's just loosely closed or something like that. And if not, I'm going to try to like, no, it's, pick the it's, lock. it's locked. I'm going to try to pick the lock. Okay. Do I have lock picking? It's on your sheet, but you might not have any points. I, I have one in it. So that's why I've gone down to, <laughs> to speak to someone. <laughs> Uh, which one is it? I can't really. It's see. Al it's alphabetical. Lockpick. Oh, locksmith. Yeah. yeah, I've got. I'm pretty useless in it, but I did score a ten, and it's a one. Do you want to spend nine points of luck? Sure. Why not? Let's go ahead and do that. Open up a door, but you could have asked a key. <laughs> All right. Um, amazingly, you uh, you pop the lock open. And uh, the door opens. Um, Great. What you see is, uh, uh, of course, there's there's no light in there. Um, there's there's there are. Uh, I mean, you do have a, a light, so you flip on the light. Um, the room is pretty much the same as all of yours. There is a large bed in the middle. Um, uh, you can see that there are a number of uh, cases that probably had have clothes in them. There are some dresser drawers uh, that have been had their stuff very neatly put away. The bed is perfectly made. Um, the room is very clean. Uh, the first thing that obviously stands out in the room is tacked to the wall. Uh, Dr. Baker has a no, oh, so this is Dr. Baker's room, perhaps. I've gone downstairs. We might need the keys. I think we're Okay. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this map discreetly off the wall. First of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna close the door, make sure that it's completely closed, and then I'm gonna come back, take this, you know, nicely off the wall, 
Okay. And then fold it up. Okay. As you are, what do you do then? I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know, kind of discreetly look around the room to see if I find anything else. Okay. Get back to you in just a moment. So Byron, you go down the stairs. Yeah. And uh, Jonathan Penman is behind the counter. And he says, I'm Mr. Phillips. What can I do for you? Well, I'd like a favor. Well, I know that uh, Dr. Baker, Professor Baker, um, he had some uh, documents that we needed. And uh, I don't know which room it would be in. And obviously, I don't have a key. So and he looks back was, and he says, well, Dr. Baker was in room nine, along was, with uh, Dr. Stewart. Yeah. I was wondering if you had a, maybe like a, a master key that we could like check all the rooms because well I do have I do have keys to all the rooms of course the maid cleans but um, it's not really proper you know to let a person into another person's room while they're gone um, why do you need in there you you need papers where where are yeah, your yeah. professors oh they're doing other things they're getting stuff prepared for uh, where we're going tomorrow so. Uh, they tasked me with getting the papers from, from uh, Professor Baker's room and then uh, checking on the other rooms to make sure uh, nothing's missing of value from the well, other Well, it's, it's, it's not really, you know, our hotel's policy. If, if we let people in other people's rooms, then you'd never trust us to not let people in your rooms. Now, uh, Professor Clive, you're here. You're just down here on the, you just hung up the phone. So you hear this, what's going on? Well. Um, yes, Mr. Phillips, is this something wrong? Well, your, your, your uh, student here seems to want to get into Professor Baker's room. And some of the other rooms as well, because obviously looking for some documents that might help us and obviously like you, you guys said that we needed some help in finding out where exactly uh, Baker's gone and checking all the rooms might be useful. It's not like we don't know them. It's not like they're not, they're not strangers. Well, that is a good uh, point, Mr. Phillips. Uh, uh, Jonathan, uh, Phillips does make a good point, in fact, of... Uh, Dr. Phillips does have uh, medication he's on, and uh, he might have additional meds in his room that he intended to pick up tonight. So if you can, please uh, give us a key to let us in the room to at least get that. Why, why don't you do a persuade roll on him? I'll even give you a bonus persuade roll. Because <laughs> the medicine's a good, good point. Right. Because of the bonus, I got the... I, uh, regular. Okay. He says, all right. He okay. says, but I'll, I'll, I'll come with you. Oh, that's fine. All right. And so, if you will bring the other keys along, uh, I, we, whether or not there's additional equipment that we need to look for, but at least start in the doctor's room. All right. I know, I know Henry, uh, was on some kind of medication. So it'd be good if we could check his room as well. All right. So, is ticking as these events are taking place. Uh, Harold, you're in the room and you look over and on the table uh, 
there are um, a couple of odd bones and there is a large oddly shaped rock that looks like it has it's it's either got scratched designs in it or it's painted or it's it's something it's very odd looking you've never seen anything like it immediately um now my artwork uh i've i i don't have the bones but i've got this so this is kind of where we were going with it hmm and it's sitting there with the bones how big is it um it's it's about you know hand size maybe maybe so big so i'm gonna take it and then put it in my pocket okay um and do a spot hidden roll for me <laughs> no 99 <laughs> all right um and as you are there you can hear somebody coming up the stairs outside so i'm going to quickly as i hear that i'm going to quickly go into i'm i presume there's a bathroom in the room well we discussed that uh the bathroom's going to be down at the end of the hall there's the hall. so is there bathrooms in the room there is an armoire uh, yeah, um, I, I will. I will get myself into the armoire for sure. Right. Uh, By instinct, are, as an archaeologist, I would do that anyway. There are some clothes and jackets and things hung up in there that are probably Doctor Baker's and Doctor Stewart's. Um, uh, and uh, there's not. It's not crowded, so um, uh, you get in there and. Uh, uh, do a luck roll to see if you make no noise. Okay. Uh, 17, yes. All right. So you won't make any noise. Um, Professor Clive and uh, Byron, uh, you get to the top of the stairs and uh, uh, Mr. Penman unlocks the door and he opens it and he's surprised that the light's on. Um, and he's like, oh, you must have left this on. I'm going to have to talk to uh, Rebecca, uh, the maid. Um, uh, well, look around, see what you need. Now, gentlemen, what you see is the same thing he saw, minus the, the map, no map on the wall, and no, no, nothing sitting on the... You just grabbed a stone, right? I just grabbed a stone, so the, the okay. bone will be there. You see a couple of bones on the table that look rather mm -hmm. unusual. Um, Mr. Penman, is, do you know um, which room uh, Mr. Bates was in, one of the students? Um, well, I, it's downstairs. I'd have to go check. Um, but it's going to be one of these four. Because I could do a seeing if uh, he's left his medication or anything. It'd be useful if he has any spare here to take it with us just in case. Cause he well, give out. me a moment. I'll, I'll go find out which one he was in, and, uh, and I'll, I'll be right back. Um, okay. So he he walks downstairs. So um, while he's gone, uh, I <clears throat> I will go ahead and uh, look in the desk itself. I'm obviously looking at the uh, bones that are on the table itself, uh, but I'm also pulling up the drawer to see if there's anything else inside the uh, the desk drawer itself. The okay. nightstand, I guess, is what it is. Yeah. Well, no. There's there's actually a little desk, a little writing desk. 
Um, okay. There are some pieces of stationery. There's a uh, pen. Um, there is what you'd expect. Same thing that's in your, your room. Uh, in case you need to write something down or something, there's a few pieces of stationery with the Penman Hotel logo on the top of it. Um, do a spot hidden for me. Uh, Phillips, what are you doing? Uh, well, I'm, wait I'm waiting for Penman, but I'm also keeping an eye out for him. So, okay. so you're by the door. So at extreme. Okay. Um, you look down and you notice a crumpled up piece of paper in the trash can next to this, next to the thing. Expected him to have written some kind of note or reminder for himself since he is a little absent-minded. So I reach in and pick it up to read it. Okay, so you unfold it. Dear Mr. Penman, I would like to thank you and your family for hosting us in your hotel. The accommodations are very comfortable and the rooms are clean. I do have a small matter to bring up as I can appreciate raising children. I have two of my own back in Cincinnati. Your youngest son, I believe I heard your wife call him Matthew, has been following us out to our dig site. This, and in of itself, is not a problem, but he has been throwing rocks at some of my colleagues. So far, no one has been injured, but please ask him to stop. I know that boys will be boys, and it's just a bit of mis... probably understanding. Mischief. <laughs> now, hearing all this, I'm going to emerge from the... Um... Uh, from where I'm staying, where I'm... Okay. You, you're suddenly startled by the, the RMR opening by oh, <laughs> I do that. On, I do that on purpose. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I actually rolled a 16 on whatever you needed, so it would have been a success. I was... Fright. Woo! <laughs> what the... F well, it's not that much of a fright. <laughs> Dr. Rathman, what surprise. are you doing in there? <laughs> now, about the time that this is happening, Dr. Uh, Cooper Smith and uh, Marcus, you arrive back at the hotel. As you see um, uh, Jonathan uh, Penman uh, uh, checking his register, and uh, he's like, oh, welcome back, gentlemen. Uh, your friends are upstairs. They wanted to check uh, to retrieve some medication from Dr. Baker's office and uh, a few other things. Um, so he says, and dinner will be ready in uh, about a half an hour. Thank you, Mr. Penman. And uh, he, walked, he walked back up, or he starts to walk back up the stairs. Uh, uh, Mr. Penman, uh, I was wondering, can uh, uh, we make a request for a 6.30 wake up? Um, and uh, we really appreciate uh, you. Uh, I realize it just seems like common sense that it would be um, – not regular policy to uh, open up uh, another guest room, but we really greatly appreciate you doing that, especially since they've been gone for over a week. Uh, there could be something uh, vital that they need that they have not been able to return for. Yeah, I, I understand to, it. To may, it, it. It's not normally our policy, but you're all from the same place. So you don't look like bandits. <laughs> Your, and, uh, your, your accommodations are greatly appreciated. We, he, we do appreciate that. He chuckles and he goes back up the stairs. And There's and, a fireplace downstairs? Yeah, why not? Are yeah. there bookshelves? Um, no, the books are all over at the library. Darn. Well, I'm going to go sit by the fire. All right. So you're going to sit by the fire? 
Uh, what are you going to do, Dr. Cooper Smith? Um, I guess I will uh, get, I'll go to my room to, uh, to relax and, uh, and wait for dinner. All right. So you're following uh, Penman up the stairs. Yes. And, uh, and you see that he goes to the room and steps inside. Uh, he notices, Harold, that you're there, but he doesn't really acknowledge it because he knew you were here somewhere. Figured you were in your room and you just came over. So uh, he says, uh, uh, yeah, Harold's room is two doors down. All right. Could you uh, take me to it? Sure. And you can open it up if you want. And All right. Uh, he opens it up, and, and it's the same as all the other rooms. There's some clothes. Uh, but other than that, you don't find anything. Okay. So did he leave uh, Harold and myself in Dr. Baker's room? Yeah, Harold and, uh, I, yeah, uh, Clive and uh, Harold, you are together in the room. Uh, Dr. Cooper, do you see that? that they're in the room. Do you just go to your room or are you going to join them more? Uh, no, I'll, I'll pop in, especially, you know, since Baker is, uh, you know, part of my tribe. Right. Um, and uh, uh, step in and go, uh, gentlemen, uh, what do we, what do we have here? Is uh, everything in order? Do, 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 is there anything that we uh, need for our, for our, ex, uh, for our journey tomorrow? Well, and I and on cue, I pull out of my pocket the actual like rock, the croissant rock. Oh, oh my, that's very interesting. Now, hmm. would I be able to kind of like now that we're all together and there's no pressure, I want to take a closer look at it with my archaeological background. Would I be able to discern anything about it? Go ahead and roll archaeology. Dr. Coopersmith, I must uh, point out that our good uh, Dr. Rathbore has finally come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Rather abrupt. You've always, had, you've always had a good sense of humor there, Clive. I got a 16, so that's kind of a hard pass. Well, it definitely has some sort of glyph on the end of it. Um, you know that you're in uh, uh, Native American territory, so to speak. Um, and uh, I believe that somebody told you that, you know, you find arrowheads and things all over the place in this, this kind of an area. Um, but you've never seen anything quite like this before. It's an odd size and shape. Um, um, maybe some sort of a totem or a uh, I'm show I'm fetish. showing it to everybody. I'm showing it to everybody. Can we see it again? Sure. So uh, I want to ask uh, the keeper a question. Mm -hmm. um, my character is uh, uh, in the back in my background. Uh, actually, my mother is Navajo, so I'm part. I I have uh, some Indian American Native Indian or Native American. Uh, background uh do you think i might be able to leverage uh my history skill uh in in focusing on um native american lore to see if that uh unusual glyph makes any sense i'm stressing that as opposed to something like a cult yes you can try okay that works 
Um, Dr. Rathmore, do a... Call it, there needs it, uh, to be one other thing on our on our skill list that we should anthropology. No, something more akin to notice something. I guess we got spot hidden, but that does imply your eyes. We'll call this something like spot hidden. So use your spot hidden for it. Uh, go ahead, yeah. Doctor Doctor Cooper Smith. Uh, no, uh, my history was uh, was a was a negative. Um, it it doesn't seem to remind me of anything. At least, certainly nothing uh, of Navajo uh, no. history that I that I may be familiar with. It certainly has the ring of something primitive. Okay. But... So I made my roll. Mine's a forty nine. All right. As you were holding the rock in your hand, you notice that it's cold. And at first, when you picked it up, it's heavy and it's cold. A rock is cold. A rock is a little bit colder than the, the average, the room temperature itself. But now you're starting to notice it, that it's actually colder than the room itself. Hmm. Um, and the longer you hold it, the more uncomfortable it, you, you switch it to your other hand. You know, and, is it, and, you're, is it, and you're, you're doing this. Is it burning? You, no, no, not really, but it's definitely cold. Um, and you, you find yourself transferring it from hand to hand just for comfort before you even realize what you're doing, you know, and then you're starting like, Oh, it's cold. It's yeah, in fact, I, I would, I would suppose that, uh, professor Hall and I might notice that and, and ask him like, uh, Rathmore is, is everything all right? You seem to be juggling that. I'm going to hand it over. I'm like, I'm like, does this feel very cold to you? That's so unusual. Yeah. At first, when you hope put it in your hand, it's not so cold. But you do notice that it's it's chilly, and it it, it seems to be the colder the the longer you're holding it. Um, and Dr. Cooper Smith, do a paleontology role. I will spend the six luck to make that a standard success. Okay. Um, you suddenly sort of hold it up closer and you're looking at it and you're looking at the overall shape of it and you're sort of looking past the glyph and past the design that's been carved into it at the substance of it itself. And it suddenly dawns on you that this might be a coprolite. Dino it might be, a, say that again. It's a coprolite, dinosaur poop. <laughs> okay all right well oh corpulite nice interesting okay uh and i and i explained to rathmore what that is since uh, professor hall would know instantly uh as i s say uh corpulite yeah hmm interesting why don't you guys hold on to it for a while Dr. Rathmore, uh, I did notice these other bones that are on the uh, table here. Uh, this must have been the articulated uh, fingers that uh, we had heard about, the opposable thumbs. Uh, what do you uh, make of this? No, these are not, these are not uh, hand bones. These look like uh, bits of uh, spine, maybe. Um, and they look like oh. they've been freshly dug up. You guys would probably know better than I would. I'll take a quick first take a look from an archaeological point of view, but this is more of a paleontologist. 
Yeah, the archaeologist right. wouldn't, wouldn't tell you anything about it. Wouldn't do anything, yeah. Well, I would think the arch the archaeologist might have a little bit more of the uh, anthropology background too. Yeah, he'd have more about the American Indians and about stuff that, like the rock, yeah. carvings okay. of the rock. But why don't you do a, a, a paleontology role? A uh, regular. Okay. Um, your guess, uh, and it's not much to go on you know but maybe something maybe something in the um uh, definitely from a theropod which would be a a, a dinosaur like t-rex uh that walks on two feet instead of four um not a very big one uh but it's definitely got it's got this the kind of articulation spurs on it that you'd expect from something that walked semi-upright like so small, so I'm assuming something from uh, arm or a leg. Uh, from a from the back, it's a, it's definitely a, a vertebra. Okay, so lower tail section area, since these Maybe. are so yeah. small on his desk. Okay. Um. Recent dig here, so obviously he's he's found something out there. Right. Can we uh uh based on uh do you have a handout? I don't think I saw the bones. No, I don't have the bones uh, drawn okay. yet. Um, and how can you describe them again? How many bones are there? There's just a couple of bones. There's two. There's two uh, okay, uh, vertebrae. All right. Um, can we, uh, may I use paleontology to try, or d is this what Hall just did? Try and extrapolate how large of an animal this came from. You'd need more bones, and okay. and uh, the vertebra wouldn't be sufficient. If you were to find a femur, then you could easily determine sure. what the thing was. Yeah. Okay. But this is a little more tricky. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So very cool. Uh, yeah. Theropods. Uh, there's uh, a lot of lot of variety in theropods, and. Uh, uh, most of them were uh, predatory uh, uh, carnivores. Very interesting. Yeah, the other digs that I'm uh, familiar with uh, over in uh, western Nebraska were more uh, quadrupeds that were more uh, vegetable plant eaters. Yeah, so the sauropods. Yeah. Um, does, at this time period, does uh, South Dakota... Uh, and this region have a um, a reputation for a certain class of uh, of dinosaur. Do they typically find certain types in this uh, zone, or is this seem like it might be something uh, new, like a like well, a new discovery? This this area of South Dakota would be fairly new. Um, most of the digs that would be going on would be over in the Badlands. Uh-huh. You know, and there's tons of stuff out there. Mm -hmm. um, so you can you can guess that Dr. Baker found something at the university that had probably been collected by somebody, an amateur, and all he had was South Dakota. Now he's been digging and he's found these. If you're talking about a, a, a sauropod with uh, opposable thumbs, that's that's a big deal. 
it could be a whole new species that's oh wow this is very exciting yeah boy it's gonna be difficult to sleep then tonight you know waiting waiting to to get up and uh get our gear and hit the road it's gonna be it's gonna be like a kid on christmas eve but we have to remember he's moved on so we're gonna have to start at site one and go from there oh that reminds me by the way and i pull out the actual map and i show it to everybody Okay, I've got just, that. just as you're about to pull that out, you can hear uh, uh, Mr. Penman and uh, Byron, uh, there's nothing in that room, uh, coming back from the room. And uh, Pen, you can tell by the look on Penman's face, he's like, all right, you guys are lingering a little bit too much in Dr. Baker's room. He's got his medication. Get out. So... He's being very polite and friendly. About yeah. it. Let's, let's carry this conversation downstairs before I pull it out. All right, gentlemen. Uh, please. I, uh, I take the bones with me. And I give, I give Penman 50 cents uh, in appreciation for his uh, um, flexibility in allowing us to, uh, to uh, check out our colleague's room before yeah. heading out to meet are, them. Are you going to take the bones right in front of Penman? No. No, in fact, because the bones should stay. Um, he did you know. see them. When yes, I was. I was right. picking them up. Uh, well, uh, would you please, you know, you should put those back. Those, those belong to Dr. Baker. They'll be safe where they are. I, I understand they're safe here, but uh, these will help him out of the dig in order to compare new finds. If he can match ones that He match brought up those back the... from the dig. So, oh, he did? Yes. And when was that? That was last Saturday. Oh, that recent then. Oh, that's good to know then. Well, thank you very much. And I put them back. All right. Um, all right, gentlemen. Uh, dinner will be served in about uh, 15 minutes. And uh, thank you very much. If you need anything, please call me. And he goes back downstairs. Please. Thank, thank you for letting us check out. I shout, <laughs> I shout as um, he goes down. Yeah, thank you very much. All the pleasantries. All right. So you guys are upstairs. Um, you can hear her doing the dishes downstairs. Apparently. Uh, should we should we get Marcus as well before he gets anything? Well, he's downstairs by the fire. He's smelling the delicious food that's cooking. I brought a mystery novel or two as well. Do, do we want to go downstairs? She's, she's setting the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Coopersmith, uh, you you did arrange for us to uh, pick up the truck. Um, I understand that uh, we've already got uh, Matthew. We're supposed to be taking him out before uh, 7 o'clock so he can get back after church. Uh, right. Uh, Maz will open at 7.30, so uh, I'm going to uh, get up at 6.30, and uh, I'll pick up the truck, and we'll gather everyone, and yeah, we'll be able to hit the road a little after 7.30. Uh, then we need to tell Mr. Penman, uh, ask uh, if Matthew, update the time and see what he has to say about Matthew joining us. Okay. Yeah, I well, think Penman, it's already clear. He's not going to go to church. Besides, nobody would be at church uh, before 7 a.m. So, um, no. Church is probably around 10. 
right so uh but yeah he's already given him clearance so it'll be fine it, it, it'll be a day-long trip anyway so um penman told you that uh when you asked him about the wake-up call what he's gonna do is he'll he'll knock on your doors at 6 30 that's what i was expecting yeah just if he could <sighs> do a do a wake-up call at 6 30 if only we didn't need to take that kid along with us if we had a map of our own just a pity we don't have a map of the dig sites i need to take well, this kid Mar along marcus is just yelling stuff downstairs <laughs> coming downstairs yeah i'm so, talking to the fire yeah so so why don't we go get marcus and then we can go to one of our rooms like me and marcus are in room three so we can go there so i'm not sure what time we're going to go down we're going to go down before dinner or whatever but if i'm with dr uh, uh cooper smith and hall I I say like you know I, I want to pull them aside because obviously they would have more knowledge about this and then you know we can kind of plot this out so maybe before we get down to the actual um, dining hall right uh, pull them into my room and actually open up the the map and say like here's what I got from the room by the way I'm not saying Phillips is smart enough to understand the map okay I see how it is all right so. Uh, you go into your room and uh, you open up the map that was on the wall. Uh, it's fairly, it's actually a fairly large piece of paper. And he was obviously taking notes on it. From just a glance, you can guess that he was using the squares as mile markers. So each square is about a mile. Um, why don't you read it or read what you what you find on there that seems interesting? So I'll just go ahead and read the actual the chronology here. Arrived in West Haven, October second, right in West Haven. October third, site two, Peppercorn Ridge, uh, Red Butte. October seventh, site. site one. Okay. Oh, sorry, site one. October seventh, site two, edge of Corporal Creek. October 10th, moving to the near to the next site. October 11th, site three, odd stones, uh, ridged vertebrae. October 12th, return to West Haven for supplies, contact the university. October 13th, moving to site four, inside Sika Hollow. So, gentlemen, he made it all the way out to what looks to be site four, and that is probably where he is at least is or last probably his last whereabouts with the whole team i would think yes yes excellent find the question now that that is before us is tomorrow morning do we want to go out to site four just straight shot and skip all the other sites or what do you guys think um i mean it seems like it may be uh, just as expedient to simply follow the uh, the sites in sequential order. Uh, we could give them a quick uh, look see as we go through, and as we make our way to uh, to site four. Oh, that's so boring. I'm, I disagree. Uh, I, I have a thirst for adventure. I want to go straight to site four. And I agree with Doctor Rathbore. Uh, because Dr. Baker was not here as expected, I suspect something wrong. And uh, I'd say at least go there first. We can always backtrack. Agreed. 
Right. Do you want the map anymore? Or can, can we dump it? They were good. By the way, as having this conversation, as Rathmore decided not to include Phillips, I went to speak <laughs> well, you're to just Marcus. a measly little biology student, so, you know. I went to speak to Marcus. I went downstairs. Any luck up there? Uh, well, they're being secretive. I don't like it. We're meant to be... They're meant to treat, especially me, as I'm representing the biology department, they're meant to treat me as a equal, and here they are, not even letting me in on their secret meetings. You know, that's academia. Well, they're all assholes. Uh, do they at least know where we're going tomorrow? I have not a clue. They, I don't, I, I saw some bones up there. I didn't really see my coats. I was. Oh, they should have gotten me to take a picture of the bones. You're right. They're just not treating us like grown-ups at all. Nope. No, they're not. Uh, we'll show them. I at least got some axes from Moz. So we'll have something to kill time with while they have their secret little meetings. Yeah, they're, they're probably going to be reckless as well, you know. Uh, I don't like that Raph more. He's a bit of a... <sighs> What's the matter with him? He's too secretive. Hmm. Well, uh, I imagine we'll all be stuck in small tents together and there won't be secrets for long. Gosh, I hope we didn't order a lot of beans from Ma. Yeah, I hope so too. Do you ever sleep in a tent in the woods before? Oh yeah, I have done back when I was yeah, from a small town. Yeah. I've never been more than 10 miles outside of Cincy myself. Is it scary? I grew up in a small town, so I'm used to it. It is a little bit scary on your first, like, rodeo out there, but after a while, it, it's kind of peaceful, like, that kind of stuff. It's hmm. all right. I hope, uh, the I hope we don't get down. attacked by any bears or anything. Bears? I was thinking about skunks. Can you imagine? Ah, oh, skunks. Skunk. Skunk's a skunk at the end of the day. That reminds me, I wonder, we should, we should all, uh, I should get on the line early for the baths. Who knows how long the hot water lasts in a place like this. Yeah, true. I don't want to be out there for a week and uh, dirty on top of it. Well, apparently we're going to eat in like 10 minutes or something. To like yeah, I've been hearing it. I'm hearing the cooking. Can, can we smell food from here? <laughs> That's what that comes oh, yeah, from. you can smell it. Oh, it smells real good. Yeah. Let's get in ahead of them. Yeah. We can get the nicest piece. Exactly. Let's right. um, when the two of you wander into the... You, you can see that the table is set. And um, there does seem to be some unusual ruckus um, coming from the kitchen. Um, and you hear uh, Mary's voice, uh, Mary Penman, and she says, well, I just don't know what I'm going to do. She says, I don't understand. And he says, well, we'll just find something else. How does the trout smell? Um, well, you're not sure you smell any trout. Fresh trout wouldn't smell much at all. Um, mm. 
but um, are you going to go into the kitchen? Uh, I will, if I had them. We can nose over there with that barging in. All right. Is there is it a double door or a single wooden no, it's, door? It's a single it? door. It's a single door. Okay, we would like maybe put our ears against. All right. Well, I mean, it's a one of these, but yeah, oh, okay. um, it only sat high above the ground, so oh, you okay. can see your feet if you walk. <laughs> um, but if you if you poke your nose in there, um, uh, you can see she's uh, upset about something. And uh, he's he's trying to reassure her, but uh, they're sort sort of scrambling to find something to cook, and you can see in the trash all the fish has been thrown out. I'll actually shout in. Is that thing okay in here? She's uh, you're going to shout at them. They're like three feet. From you. <laughs> no, I'm not going to shout. I'm going to quietly. That's very like, English of you. Um, uh, Mr. Penman turns around and he says. Yes, everything's all right. We seem to, we seem to have had some problems with the fish. Um, uh, what kind? Uh, they seem to be diseased or or something. They, uh, they don't. You know, when we were down at the general store, and uh, and Ma had to open and throw out a whole bunch of oatmeal because it all spoiled. It all had weevils in it. No, she Is must it... have gotten a bad batch from the. Um, I've heard a couple of complaints from other people and. What do you mean? Is there like a season around here where things are? No, this is really the first time it's ha happened before. Wasn't it fresh? Fresh? Yeah, caught. it was fresh caught this morning. Is it all right if I have a look? This. Uh, right. Sure. Um. Do your biology bowl. Prove your worth. These aren't trout; they're squid. Where's my? Okay. Okay, I've got 65 in biology. Come on. See, he's good for something. 58. Okay. 58. Um, at first glance, you would say these things have been dead for a week, that they're literally rotting. What the frick? They don't um, look fresh at all. And These are the same ones we saw Matthew come back with? Yeah, the same Mar ones. Marcus, um... I kind of wish I kind of quietly say this, Marcus. They look like they've been off for about a week. Don't look like they've been fresh at all or anything like that. Um, Mr. And Mrs. Penman, uh, do you have uh, runoff in the stream or something from where there used to be mines? No, no, everything. Sometimes here is... it can spoil the water. No, he uh, Matthew goes uh, fishing almost every morning early and brings us back nice fish. It's Never had this trouble before. Matthew? And he comes, yes, him. And she's like, did you go fishing in the same place you always go? Yes, him. Uh, this sounds like a weird request, but could I, like, dissect? Is it right if I use one of your tools to dissect the fish? Well, sure, but actually she's already cut them open. It was when she was cutting them open and gutting them that she realized. Okay, yeah. okay cool. So she was they were icky. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll kind of have a better look inside them. All right. Yeah, it's putrefaction. It's like okay. they're they're rotting. Nothing else out of the ordinary, other than I know that's a bit out of the ordinary if they're fresh. No, there's there's no. It they, I mean, 
the only thing you could guess is that these were not those fish, that these were fish that had been lying around in the sun for, well, not necessarily the sun, but exposed to the, the air for a couple of days at least. Mm. They're squishy, squishy like they're, you know, the parts of the skin are almost translucent because it's, it's, it's icky. Uh, I'm going back to the fireplace. This, this is weird. Um, Folks, we'll have something. We'll have something to eat soon. All right, Austin. fine. You take you you take your time. You take your time. We're in no we're in no rush. This is odd. This is really odd. Damn. Well, if I understand, if you folks are hungry, um, uh, you might try the hungry bear next door. Hungry bear. Hungry man. Hungry hungry Jack. Hungry Jack. Hungry Jack. Hungry yeah. Jack. You know you know what yeah if. If it will make it easier on you, we can definitely go eat over there if it'll be easier on you. Well, they definitely look embarrassed. Um, and as you guys are coming out of the kitchen, what are the three the, are the other three doing? Are you are you coming down down the stairs or are you still upstairs? We would have been coming well, down getting ready for supper. Yeah. So well, we are coming, we were actually we were actually in my room. So right. we were already but downstairs. By this point you're you're coming. Okay. So as yeah. you're as you're walking out of your room, you notice them coming out of the kitchen, shaking their heads. Uh, Mr. Zundel, uh, if you can come over for a private chat, just over here by the fireplace. Sure thing. It's not, it's not me, Byron. It's just not me. Uh, <clears throat> Marcus, uh, I happen to find this note in uh, Dr. Uh, Baker's room, and uh, he speaks of uh, young Mr. Uh, Matthews throwing stones at the uh, other members of the dig. Uh, huh. I thought uh, <clears throat> with your uh, photography and uh, youth, you'd have a better chance of uh, communicating with Marcus. Um, if he's with been Matthew? Matthew. With yeah. Matthew. If, if he's been um, following the dig team and almost there every day, day long, uh, surely he's seen a lot that they've uncovered, heard a lot of their conversations. Uh, maybe you'd have a good chance of kind of interviewing him, kind of picking his memory of what he's seen and heard. I can give it a try. I know he was just uh, answering his parents in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, use your uh, camera to kind of encourage him that uh, he's going to be uh, in the news about it. That might help him to open up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll give it a try. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the trout's off, and I mean off. Um, so uh, it looks like dinner is over at Hungry Jack's after all. What happened with the fish? Like I said, it's off. It looks like, uh, you know, we saw him coming back with it, and it looked fresh. But yeah. whatever they were cooking up looks like it's been uh, frozen, thawed, and left uh, in, a, in, a, in a dusty room for a week. That's really off. That's odd. Uh, when I was at uh, Ma's uh, earlier today, there was a, a customer that came in, uh, Betty, I believe, and she was talking about uh, spoiled rotten eggs. Well, that's what I told Mrs. Penman, because when we were just there, I wanted some oatmeal, and Ma had to open up, I don't know, four or five different bags, because they all had weevils in them. I asked if the town had like a rot season and they said they'd never seen the like but it seems like everything's off it is seem warm for this time of year maybe they're just having i don't know fungus or something Strange but weevils is different than fungus 
Anyway, I left my camera by the fire. I'll call Matthew and see what I can do. Uh, order me a uh, steak and potatoes, and I'll be over there. Sounds good. And uh, we'll uh, get uh, Mr. Phillips involved and let him know. Uh, we do have a map, so at least we know where we're going. You got a map? Yes. Uh, Dr. Rathmore found one. So, All right. But I think... Uh, Does that mean we'll give the kid home tomorrow? Well, if you have a chance to interview him tonight, that may allow us to leave him at home tomorrow. Otherwise, it'd be good to bring him along and we can question him on the trail. All right, I'll see yeah. what I can get. And I go and knock on the kitchen slider. Okay. And now I'm back to the group. All right. Um, all right, so let's, let's do the rest of you. You guys are all uh, together in the lobby at this point. Um, what are you going to do? Uh, Marcus is, is going into the kitchen. Well, I'm going to speak to these three because I want to confront them. <laughs> so, right. Um, and, uh, right, guys, I just want to say one thing. Like, I know you, you're, you're able to have your secret meetings or whatever, but I'm here to represent the biology department. At least, like, some at least have a chance for some input or at least know what's going on because I am here representing the biology department. I may not be a fancy professor or doctor like you guys, but I might not have your fancy degree, but I am working my way towards that. At least like some input in this. At least some more involvement, not keeping in the shadows. I'm sorry, Mr. Phillips. Uh, we weren't trying to keep you out of the conversations uh, with uh, Jonathan walking around. Uh, I just thought it best if uh, we chatted with who was there and uh, we could fill you in on what the conversation was. But uh, I do look for your input on this. You are a member of the team and a valuable member indeed. So whatever you can provide, uh, any brainstorming ideas, they are all welcome. This is your and a good, strong back. To, to help load the truck in the morning. <laughs> yes. Here, here. <laughs> um, just so, fortuitously, so. as you say that, um, you hear the sound of a jalopy pulling up in the front of the hotel uh, with a loud bang as the... Uh, <laughs> As the uh, spark, uh, spark, or the, the the engine gives a bang sound, and uh, you see Harold, you see uh, uh, Simon Harold getting out, dusting himself off, and coming up to the door. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll definitely go to greet him. Okay, he opens the door and he says, "Ah, Doctor Cooper Smith. Um, uh, I think Simon, good okay. to see you again. Uh, yeah, I think that she'll do okay." Um, hopefully you won't have too much trouble with her. Uh, she's old, 1910. Mm -hmm. Mack truck. Um, but she should get you, she should, she should keep you safe. All right. Uh, and, uh, maybe you could show me the vehicle. Maybe, uh, let me know, uh, what are some of the problem areas that you're aware of that I should keep a close eye on? Gotcha. And he, he'll, he'll take you right outside and... He'll go over it. Uh, he'll open up the hood and he'll show you, you know, the the wire that he's using to hold that together. And he's string okay. holding this together. And he shows you the uh, 
the uh, the visor that comes down that has a little mirror on it so that you can see yourself in the picture. Ooh, that's very that. fancy. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> and the uh, the automatic door is where you put your hand on the handle and you do this and they go up and down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I better check and see if that actually was something that they had. Um, all right. Uh, so you guys, you're, you're, you've got the car outside ready for you when you're ready to, to go. Okay. Um, Mr. Phillips, uh, wasn't that uh, your jalopy that I used to hear on campus? Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you've got some uh, skills on working, getting some of these cantankerous old beasts running. Yeah, I can. Uh, I'm. I'm good. I'm okay at driving and pro, but not so good at the repair inside. But I can give it a go if any, if we need to on the way. All right, um, Marcus. Uh, you go into the kitchen. Um, uh, now I told the props that we should go eat at Hungry Jack's so you don't have to worry about a thing tonight well we're uh, very sorry anyway. we're very sorry we would like to have uh, have a meal with you before you know you go uh, well hopefully you can celebrate when we come back uh, and I bet we'd all like you know coffee and flapjacks before we hop on the truck tomorrow morning well, we'll 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 break that. We'll do that tomorrow morning. Talking about uh, objects. I was gonna. If, is Matthew still awake? Oh yeah, was Matthew. With and he comes. Um, he comes in. Uh, yes, yes, Paul. I was gonna uh, show him my portable camera and ask him uh, what he what he's noticed about watching the fella dig so far, and then he can go to church tomorrow with you. With oh, rest, yeah. All right, Matthew. Here, this this young, nice young man wants to show you his uh, his camera. What's a camera, Paul? <laughs> says it takes it takes your soul and it puts it in a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Traps it forever. <laughs> Traps it forever. Did we uh, did we decide that we are not going to take him though? I thought we were going to take him on the with us tomorrow. All the way to site four. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just learned there was a map, so I'm being a little bit fancy. Yeah. But... No, my oh, comment was if... Uh, the original Marcus... plan was for him to show his site one. Right. And my comment to Marcus was if he could get the information from Matthew of what he had seen and overheard, then that's enough for us to go ahead and press on without it. All right. Well, at this point, he's in the kitchen and you're in the living room, so... He, he said what he said. Um, he said, oh, well, you can, why don't you sit there at the end of the table and you can show him the camera and stuff. All right. So, so what does this thing here do? So if you want to get your fishing pole, I can take a picture right here under the light. I'll get it. He runs and he comes back with his fishing pole. Very nice. They still... All right. Oh, yeah. my soul, my soul. <laughs> now, Matthew, Matthew. See, this part here is curved like my glasses, and the light goes in there, and then there's a glass plate inside here that I have to keep in the dark because it, the light from you and the fishing pole, and I go on for, you know, until his eyes glaze over a little bit, uh, and I say, so, you know, it's my job to 
uh, make sure that I record all the things that happen so that when there's a book published about all the neat dinosaurs they found, you know what dinosaurs are, right? Well, them, them, Dr. Baker and his people were saying that they're big lizards that live out in the, the mountains. And, uh, and he said that they, uh, there's all, all dead. Yeah, millions and millions of years dead. If your if you're great, 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 great grandpappy's great, 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 great grandpappy was here, they would already be dead. That's how long wow. it's been. Now that's why they turn into stone. Now you were watching them dig. Did they find anything interesting that you saw? Well, they found a couple of bones, but that's about all. Uh, no, no, actually, I'm sorry, take that back. No, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were so what, what was interesting about watching them dig? I don't know. I like a digging. Right. You don't see a lot of strangers around here either, I guess. Nope. They had all these flat rocks. Flatter think, than usual? I think they called them shale. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. looking in. But, uh, um, but uh, they was telling me all sorts of things. They said they was hoping to find a whole new animal out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the hope. That that's uh, that's what make uh, this this whole town famous. If they find a, a new kind of animal out there, did they do anything to make you angry? Oh no, they were pretty really friendly nice. with you. I walked out there the first days, and then they took me in their truck. Oh. Uh, we're going to go in a truck tomorrow. Dr. Tucker was the coolest one. He's really funny. What was he like? Oh, well, you, you probably know. He's got a sense of humor. <laughs> Goofier than most. He's a bit of a prankster. Um, is it, Matthew seems a straightforward child to me. I think I'm more suspicious of Professor Baker's note that I saw. But I am of him. Should I roll psychology? Just why don't you? Did he show? Uh, uh, Clive showed you the. Mm -hmm. um, do a do a knowledge roll. Twenty one. That's that's uh, a, a hard success. Oh, hard success. Um, it suddenly dawns on you that Doctor Baker didn't finish that letter he crumpled mm -hmm. it up and threw it in the garbage mm -hmm. so he never gave it to mr penman right so maybe if he, they thought the boy was throwing stones but it was something else that was happening well and then maybe he changed his mind before All right. um well uh matthew uh Thank you very much for this conversation. And when I, uh, it's going to be a little while till we have these pictures, but I'll make sure you get a copy of yourself with your fishing pole. Cool. Uh, and you can always remember what you looked like uh, when you went out fishing for trout. Neat. Uh, we're going to leave in the morning, and I hope we'll uh, we'll have a, a brand new animal to show you when we come but, back. But you don't need me to go with you. Uh, no, because we only uh, we we needed help to find where they started digging, but now uh, it turns out that there is a, a map that shows they went way far out. Yeah, but how are you going to find where they start? Where the where they go? There's no road. 
Well, I mean, there's got to be a big enough road for two trucks to go down. There's well, going to be was, ruts, and they was just a driving across across the countries out out towards the ridge. Oh, I see, I see. But I can show you where they started. How far away are they from from everybody else? Are they in earshot? They're in in the dining room that's attached to the kitchen. So um, if I overhear this, I'm going to come walking over and he's saying, and I'm going to interrupt the conversation abruptly okay. and say, well, a nice, a nice young man like you, I know you can do a lot of mischief. Um, Marcus, I think this, this lad can be of use to us yet for tomorrow morning. Um, well, he certainly seems like he'd be an excellent scout. And, uh, and is, is Mr. Up okay with your mom and pa after all? Well, Mr. Penman says, gentlemen, if you need him, that's fine. Very good. Well, I guess you're going to be skipping Sunday Sunday church after all there, son. Oh, darn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How early do you usually get up, Matthew? I usually get up way early when the sun comes up so that I can go out fishing. Makes sense. Well, you can help your Paul uh, get us all up at 630 in the morning because we're I'll city make... folk and we sleep late. Yeah. He says, I'll, I'll make sure he's up. All right, off to Hungry Jack's. I'm all starved. Right. So you're all going to Hungry Jack's? All right. Yes. When you walk through the door of Hungry Jack's, it's in the middle of the dinner rush. Um, the place is not completely filled. There's room for you. Um, but the first thing you notice is that um, the weight of uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Claire Clearwater, uh, I'm sorry, Nina Clearwater, the wife of the owner, who's acting as waitress, her and the additional waitress, the girl from, from town that, that, that acts as waitress, they're being run haggard. And you can hear the, some of the, the lumberjacks saying, there's something the hell wrong with my bacon. There's something wrong with my biscuits. You know, and uh, Carl in the kitchen is cussing and uh, having all kinds of problems. I go over to I go over to the counter. I, I don't want to exaggerate it. It's not like yeah. It's not like everything is is rotting. It's it's. But he's having a lot of complaints, which he doesn't usually have. I'm heading over there anyway because I'd order food. But... Well, y'all can have yourself a seat right over there. Is everything okay? Oh, we're just having, it's just busy. Uh, actually, if there's a uh, room at a, at the uh, counter, I, I assume there's a diner okay. uh, counter with stools. Sure. Uh, I want to sit at the counter next to a, uh, next to a lumberjack. Yeah, right. I'll also sit at the counter. Um, uh, uh, Nina comes over to you and she says, well, gentlemen, um, I've got some good news and I've got some bad news. Some of our uh, some of our food seems to have been spoiled this morning. We are uh, so I've, we've got this and we've got this and we've got this and we've got this, but we don't have that. We don't have that. Uh, just give me give me some of that, whatever whatever is available. Just, just give me it. whatever. All right. So she's taking your order. Do you want to say anything to her while she's taking your order, or uh, what? Uh, Cause I've heard some other stuff, and I've seen like 
off fish, but looks like it, but I knew it was fresh earlier on. Well, we think that the refrigerator must have been on the fritz last night. Seems working fine now, but um, um, hmm. some of the meat's gone bad. Some of the meat. Um, so the, the lumberjack that I'm sitting next to, I'll just kind of, you know, kind of chuck him on the arm and go, you ever hear of anything like this before? That's so strange. No, this place is the, well, it's, it's the best place to eat, but it's practically the only place to eat in the area. Um, no, never had any trouble before. I mean, we're, we're forgiven folk. We, we know that they're having trouble, but, uh, still we're hungry. We've been working all day. Yeah. I've, I've never heard of, a of anything like this ever happening before. Uh, nowhere. Uh, that's just very, what a, what an odd occurrence. Well, can't it seemed to recollect any kind of, any kind of thing like this ever happening. They've been, they've been having, they've been having this kind of trouble though for a week or so. Uh, I think oh. that old Ma, Ma got in a bad shipment of something that uh, it's not as fresh as she thought that it was, and it was just on the verge of going. But uh, hmm. it's it's getting worse. Well, that is unusual. Very unusual. Well, enjoy your coffee. All right. What do the rest of you want to do other than eat? And the food that you're getting is decent. It's not not bad, but it's also oddly things that you would expect would stay good for the longest. I am. I want to say if I'm, if I can, uh, could I? Is it possible? And this sounds odd, but could I at least? Could I check the off me at all? Just. Well, it's all been thrown out. It's all been thrown. So it's all in the. Trash garbage. Yeah. Just yeah. gonna go check the garbage. Yeah. Now, well, you know I, what? I imagine. Now it's a good question, but I imagine they have to do something. They probably got big metal trash bins because if there are wild animals, they don't want the wild yeah. animals scattering it all around. So they must have something like that. I don't know for sure. If if you're listening to the show and you know, this is 1923. I was going to say, this is 1920, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, they had sanitation, so. <laughs> There's raccoons out here, too. Yeah. I, I thought I used to remember okay. how uh, uh, metal garbage cans, you know, the lid would fit on fairly tight, but then sometimes there could be like those little latches that would come right. up and hold the lid down. So I would, at best, I bet that's probably what it is. Well, if you go out there and look, the trash cans are full. Yeah. You know. And still smelly. Smelly. I'm assuming if I was to open up the trash cans, it would just look like off me. Like, yeah. The same sort of putrefaction. It, it just seems like it's old. This is rotten. Uh, it's very odd. Well, I'll go back in and wash my hands very thoroughly. <laughs> and then sit back down and eat with finished right. eating. When I, Taters uh, and canned goods. When I see uh, uh, Byron come back in, I will uh, call him over to the table where I assume uh, Marcus and Harold are with me trying to get the team together. 
I just just give me a sec. I just need to go wash my hands and All right, you wash your hands. Grab my food. Yeah, okay. Then I'll grab my food, take it over to the table and sit down. Dr. Cooper Smith, you care to join us? Uh certainly. A good time to compare notes. And uh once we are at the uh, table in kind of a low voice just for them. Um, you know, while we were upstairs in uh, Dr. Uh, Baker's room, uh, I did have the opportunity to pick up those bones that uh, he had found, the vertebrae. And uh, I've got, it took me a while to realize, but uh, when I picked those things up, they were uh, lighter than uh, what I expected. Uh, hollow, maybe? Not, not like the uh, predators that I was expecting. Yeah. So... More bird-like than from it being hollow, being light. I would, they, I would guess that, but they actually didn't seem well. I mean, possibly you guys don't know this yet because, of course, they didn't know that theropods pretty much evolved into birds. But uh, they just—why don't you go ahead and do an idea roll? Each of us. Yeah, the paleontologists. Uh, hard. I'm having all my horrible rolls tonight. <laughs> well, Doctor uh, Professor uh, uh, Hall, um, you're going over it in your mind. You picked them up. You're holding them in your hands. You didn't really think about it, but they seemed lighter than you expect. And the texture, the texture feels like bone. You can sort of have the, the muscle memory of, of the bones in your hand. And then it starts to creep into your mind. They weren't fossils. They weren't, they were bone. They weren't actual bone. Right. They, not, weren't, they weren't bone that not, had been silicon. Not minerals that replaced the bone. Right. right. And now you want to see them again because that that was strange. they were dirty that which made them look good. old you know they were dirty because they were in the ground because they looked old but they didn't feel like old bones you know now that i think about it it, it i just assumed that they were uh, fossils but uh, now that i think about it once i put them down and, and went downstairs i seemed to have a little dirt on my thumb which kind of makes me think it came off of the bones themselves and not fossils, not, not fossilized. Uh, so you're saying that he has some bones in his room that aren't dinosaurs. Yeah. They cow, certainly, cow they, bones or? Yeah. They can't be, they can't be prehistoric. They can't be dinosaur. They, they must be some sort of local uh, wildlife, some sort of fauna but that uh, died out there. Could be bear. Who knows? You saw them as well as I did, and uh, it, they sure like look like dinosaur bones to me. I mean, well, to be fair, vertebrae could be just vertebrae. Uh, they, although the 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 nature is unusual, being so hollow and and light. And but there, there were odd ridges on them that yeah, yeah the strange ridges. Extended. Difficult to explain, but it could be an exotic animal. Maybe someone imported an animal from Africa and it got loose and died out here. Who knows? But, um, you know, 
the fossilization process hasn't occurred if 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 it if it hasn't been uh you know the bone been replaced by mineral and hardened into rock it's not a fossil i i think it's worth taking another look at them and i do not think that uh, jonathan is gonna let us back into the room and now that i think about it having found uh, dr rathbore uh in that uh, little wardrobe, uh, I'm guessing that you let yourself into the room. You could say that. Uh, Just did. <laughs> I, maybe you can find an opportunity tonight to let yourself in again and bring the uh, the bones with you. Hmm. Well, I didn't do anything else that you all, you all couldn't do. I just kind of. Pick the lock, well, I, but I will say that now that I picked it once, I'm sure, and I say this in a very low voice, it could be picked again. I certainly want to have no part of that, nor do I want to have any part of, of, of whatever Dr. Baker may be doing. It, it seems to me that he may be attempting to falsify uh, this find. So this could all be some kind of sham. Oh, good Lord. So even more reason for us to take a look at those bones. Yeah, Dr. to Cooper ensure Smith, that the scientific method is being followed. Aren't there, uh, I remember reading about that um, tar pit in, in California. Didn't they pull stuff out of that that wasn't stone, but still from, uh, from ancient animals? It would have had a, uh, possibly. Maybe there's a swamp a up here. It would have had a different uh, uh, preservation uh, method. Uh, I actually pull out um, a, uh, a, a a baton. It's a piece of petrified wood that I that I carry with me. Um, it's almost like a size of a nightstick. Um, but uh, the, the paleontologist know. would also know that the Labrea tar pits—they're um, almost entirely mammals, so they're. They're fairly modern animals. They're not dinosaurs. We're all warm-blooded. Right, but that wasn't a skull in his room, right? You just said there was a few bones. Yes. Now, see here, this is an example of, of fossilization. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, this, what, what, what was discovered in his room clearly cannot be uh, a fossil. And thus, it can't it. be. It can't be anything but uh, something explainable. We just don't know exactly what it is yet. But uh, I would, I would guess it. It's probably some sort of exotic, uh, uh, light-bodied uh, mammal or possible fowl from uh, imported from Africa. This place seems pretty backward. Who knows what's running around in the woods, too? Who knows? Well. What, how many how many sites did they find? I know you I know you were mentioning a map or something, but I haven't seen it. How many sites have they got? Oh, I believe uh, Dr. Rathmore has it. Uh, uh, four, isn't that right, Harold? Yes, it's four sites, and the fourth what? one looks like it's deeper in the woods. What What's the plan? With are we going to check them all one by one and head to four? Or? Oh, no, we're going to go straight to four. Yes, because going in a numeric order would have been too logical. So we're going to just go right to the end. 
Dr. The thing Rathbun. is, Dr. Cooper Smith, if you're suggesting it's a sham, like it, he could be falsified, maybe it'd be best if we followed along and checked the areas as we went because we might be able to find some more evidence that can back you up. And if we can yep. prove that he's doing something. Oh, Byron, why don't you stick to biology? Leave no, this to the professors. Doesn't it mix? I'm sorry, but but if if we think that maybe their truck broke down or ran out of gas, shouldn't we be going to find the people first, and then they can show us their bones exactly, and exactly, rocks? Exactly, Mr. Yeah. Like I said, I'm more concerned of the party members itself first. Let's confirm right. that they're okay before we start worrying about the dig. Which means site four is probably the last place where they were actually located. Correct. Unless and, they were backtracking and then they broke down, but. We're on our way to site four, and they're between site three and two. We'll hit there, but we're just right. where they were the last place we know they might have been. And Mr. Zundel, if I heard you correctly, uh, Matthew is coming along with us, and he's going to take us point to point. So we will drive by as we uh, get there to to site four. We're just not going to stop at the other sites unless you catch eye of something. There we go. That sounds fine. Yeah, again, it's not rocket science. Yeah, again, my concern is rocket science at this point. Dr. Baker and rocket his science. <laughs> That's science fiction. Weird, tales, right? right? That's right. <laughs> this is a, this is an aviation science. Aviation science. Uh, all um, right. Yeah, I think it's time to uh, uh, turn in and. Uh, and get ready for the uh, for the journey in the morning. Something something I'd like to interject. Um, none of you could imagine Doctor Baker falsifying data. It, he's he's the it, head of it the department. It seems as if it's the extremely meticulous and uh, <laughs> very it, very ordered. It would be it would be the furthest thing from my mind. So hopefully he's not being duped. But uh, uh, well. Clearly, this is not a fossil. Um, who has the highest intelligence of, of you guys? I have an 80 intelligence. Wow. 90. Wow. Even I better. Very low power, though. Very low power. Same here. I think, so, it's, I think it's Professor Hall. So, Professor Hall? Professor Hall, do an intelligence roll. Uh, hard. Okay. Um, as you're as you're mulling this all over in your mind, uh, this is what you recall. Uh, you recall um, that Professor Baker called the university last week, very happy, very excited, and that uh, he requested uh, you and Dr. Cooper Smith. But then he also said, bring the archaeologist and bring the biologist. Which coincides with when he found those vertebrae. Right. But they wouldn't have anything to do with paleontology. Yeah, very strange. We should, uh, let's, uh, let's get some rest and we'll, we'll go and find Dr. Baker uh, in the morning. See ya. 
And I think that's where we'll call it for the evening, unless you have any more okay. questions before yeah. we go to bed. No, no, no. That's a, that's that's a good. Good, good spot to break. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, I'm not going to do the end. Now, okay, what do you think about this episode so far? Or is this getting a little more... Yeah, this was this was good. the uh, The investigation of the rooms uh, was pretty exciting, um, and uh, the unfolding of the the rot that's occurring uh, is is it's very interesting. It's it's difficult to to figure out how to follow up on that as a clue because uh, you it feels more like one of those clues where you're just simply a spectator. Um, instead of being able to proactively pursue um, unusual rot, uh, but I really like the uh, the clue with the bones because I was just assuming that they were uh, actual fossils, uh, but now that it's kind of been revealed that they're they're actually bone and they're unusual bone. And you know, so that kind of thing. It, it makes it uh, it makes it very interesting. So, yeah, and you're right back to and, Doctor Who. Yeah, and and what got me on the uh, bones himself was a private conversation with Tom because I had handled them. He privately messaged me to to have me roll and figure out that they were not very heavy, as as what I would have expected from fossilized bones. I I actually did the same thing to uh, um, to John. But he yeah, but failed, I, he failed his role. I, I I've had crap rolls all night. <laughs> I mean, I've been rolling eighties and nineties and and every and my one paleontology <laughs> roll, I had to spend six luck to make it a, a success, and I have seventy percent in paleontology. Yeah. So. But but you got the copper light. Uh, yes, right. I did get that. This, but if it is I knew that was a poo right away. <laughs> In case you were worried about your graphics, I knew that was a poo. Yeah, I kind of wanted it to look a little like a poo. So was it a requirement for us to pick it up to realize that it was light? Because I don't yes. remember. I don't remember Jay. Well, uh, if you had said that you were sitting there and you were examining the bones and going over okay. them, you might have had a realization. So I, I also have a, uh, I have a theory as a player. Uh, that uh, uh, Cooper Smith does not realize yet is uh, that, that unusual cold uh, 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 copper light. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm guessing that that was in the grad student's pocket. Yeah. And because it was in his pocket against his thigh, that's what's created the the freezer burn on his leg that he was treated for. Uh, but I don't think you know uh, Cooper Smith hasn't been able to put those dots this is my yet. poker face yeah no go ahead <laughs> <laughs> unknown well, comic. That, put put the bag but, on your yeah. head but let's play poker well, sometime like, dr cooper smith you were the one that went to uh dr weiss's office and um you heard the description from the doctor of the injury so you know that might uh, warrant you stopping back to kind of figure out what was the shape of it well, I'm not, uh, I, don't, I don't think it would have the shape, but uh, as a player, I'm thinking about, oh, them carrying that in his pocket. I, I don't feel like uh, Cooper Smith is going to quite put that together just yet, but yeah, I think, uh, I think once we get out there, we'll, we'll start figuring that out. 
So Tom, one thing for me, uh, when, uh, when uh, Harold and Phillips, uh, Byron did go up to the room to pick the lock and go inside, mm -hmm. um, uh, it would be good on your part to establish what's the, the schedule of the maid for checking in on the rooms, taking care of the rooms, because while we did it at night, it may occur at another time where another group goes in there during maid service that they might be seen entering the room. I think that, yeah, the GM can, can play with that all he wants. I don't actually have a, a name listed for the maid. I thought that I, wait a second, wait a second. Um, oh, I do. Rebecca Moore, uh, house hotel employee maid. Um, that she, I think she, well, she probably does it after school. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't really like. It's going to happen during the day. I mean, most maid service. Yeah, during the day. Yeah. So, some aspects of 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 the uh, some minutia details about the hotel. I don't. I don't think need to be uh, fully no. fleshed out. Like the rooms. I didn't. I th we we talked. I talked with Morgan about it. He thinks we should just leave the mouth of the the hotel out. He says. It really doesn't serve a purpose other than you just say you're here and you're here. Right. You could have upstairs and downstairs if people yeah. decide to break into the room. That yeah. decides whether or not Penman's right behind them or something yeah. for drama. Yeah, no, if there's if there aren't any uh, mysteries or uh, potential for combat Lights. or something at yeah. the hotel, yeah, I, I would agree that the hotel is probably. You don't need to have any maps of anything unless you're in the shadow of Rinsmith. Then you do because there's an escape route and everything. And, you well, know, and that's it also right. it's also something that <laughs> you wouldn't give to the players because the players right. don't have a map of the hotel. Yeah. Right. The, the GM uses it, but it, it serves no purpose. So. But on the flip side, having the map of uh, Penman's, I mean uh, Baker's. Uh, dig sites and the path and everything. That's that's a perfect handout. Um, I think the uh, uh, and you're right. I my son because he was for years into dinosaurs. I I remember videos, and I w I would have sworn just from memory that they pronounced it corpulite with the R in front. But I saw it now for the really for the first time. I I saw the word in print, and it is coporlite yeah there's so. no there's no r in it yeah there is an r well, but it's the after page. the cop oh coprolite yeah yeah so. um it's from the greek copria is shit <laughs> <laughs> um but i'm just going from from videos that i've watched with my son and and when they've talked about that aspect of uh of, here's uh, here's of an that here's an interesting little trivia um which i know because i'm greek orthodox Okay, um, we celebrate a lot of saints that were martyrs under evil dictator kings that put them to death, whatever. One of those evil dictator kings was, um, I think it's Constantine the Second or something like that, um, who went back to paganism and outlawed Christianity and had a whole bunch of Christians put to death. So in textbooks, He's often referred to as Constantine Coprianimus, which is <laughs> shithead. <laughs> and we actually sing that in church. <laughs> we, we refer to him as Coprianimus in church 
we're singing shithead in our hymns, which I think is just great. Yeah, that's, that's where the Roman Catholics really lost the ball. Uh, I have so many like fiddly practical ideas because okay. that's my brain. Didn't loggers work in logging camps where they were fed and sheltered? Yeah, there's probably a logging camp, but they come into town because the food's it's just some right of them there. just right. Some of them have enough money to get out and I also wonder about a speakeasy, which is totally not relevant, but it just seems like how could there not be some place they're going for booze in nineteen twenty-three? But that might not be relevant in any way, but it might be interesting as a sideline. It's on the back also, of the sheriff's office. It also might be that in <laughs> right. South Dakota there's nobody policing that. The the cop the, the sheriff doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Right. You know. Right. But somebody's uh, yeah. gotta make the corn liquor. I I and I don't know if this scenario uh would lend for it, but there were a couple of times I tried to kind of um open the door for a conversation with an NPC about uh legends and lore. You know? Um you know, with with Ma uh Peters, I was like, you know, oh the you know what what's out there in the woods, you know, da, da, da. Oh, at least there's no boogeyman. Right. I want, you know, to try mm -hmm. and kind of, you know, get that response or, or with the logger at the, uh, uh, at the place, you know, I, I never heard, you ever hear of anything like this before, you know, to see if, you know, spoilage of, of food might have, uh, any kind of, um, legends and lore tie in. Um, and so in both cases, you know, it didn't pan out. And that is probably legit, you know, for the thing. But I feel like it probably wasn't a uh, an isolated question. I feel like in other games that that type of question might come up. That question does come up, and I did think of that. And one of the problems is, is I didn't want to. I didn't want to mislead you. I didn't want to say, "Oh yeah, the great the great howling ape of the woods," you know, and you'd be like, <gasps> "Like this, that must be a very important part of the story." And it's not, you know, so. Um, and that's fine. You know, there, because I, I feel like there is a difference between a red herring that's parallel and a red herring that's perpendicular, you know? Mm -hmm. And I personally avoid the perpendicular, but um, I'm okay with the parallel, you know, because then it, it's just a misinterpretation. Oh, it's not this. It's actually merges in. It becomes this, and it becomes a a single line of thought. You know, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I hate red herrings that just take people completely off. Yep, because I was I was worried about the logging camp because that's going in a completely different direction that has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. Um, no, I, I see I, the loggers. I see the townsfolk as uh, good resources for. Uh, legends and lore and uh, we're considering you know, info, that, info uh, about the area. We're considering to adding a little to the library and possibly taking out the Gazette because I, 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 I worked in a, a small print shop and the thing is is that most likely in a town like this you go into the Gazette, there's one guy working there one guy doing the, the printing press and he's probably only there once a week and 
they might keep one copy of each thing that they publish and they stick it on the shelf over there by the, well, they stick it on the, on the top of the, uh, the filing cabinets and the filing cabinets are jammed full of loose stories and the, the, the old, old things are falling on the floor. They're just a pile of them falling because they don't care. It's like strawberry festival last week. And you know, who they probably throw half of it away once a year just to clear room because nothing ever happens in this little town, you know, it's interesting. Right. So we might get rid of the Gazette. It might not, it just might not be important. Uh, one um, question for you. Um, <clears throat> I, it's not necessarily that important, critical, whatever, but uh, in your uh, map display uh, of the various sites to the north, it was good that you showed the two ridges that we had uh, heard of on the first episode to actually see where they're at was good. Uh, but also uh, Matthew coming back from his uh, fishing trip, was he coming back from the north? And if so, show the river? Yeah. Likewise, he was described as fishing in the morning and we saw him coming back from fishing in the mid-afternoon does he just well, it was it was lunch that he was coming back oh so he go okay so he goes in the morning comes back with as much fish for dinner as need right. be and it's one and right. it was it was a saturday so what's the kid got to do he does chores and he goes um yeah i kind of envision that the 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 you know, just maybe to the the west of of west haven there's probably a creek a pond and a creek. Um, but What's Dr. Baker fish? wouldn't draw that because it's not important to what he's doing. That's a good point. Yeah, this is a hand-drawn map, not some kind of right. state I survey. Hope, I hope that it's clear that the last day he was here was on the, on the 12th. They spent the night and the 13th, he said they were moving to site four. So they hadn't gotten to site four yet. He had sort of a tentative place where they were going to go, and that's why the arrow doesn't go all the way there. It's funny he dated it in advance, though. Well, it was the 13th when they were at the hotel and going back. So he, he knew that they were going to move to the next site or choose a next site. He didn't know exactly where it was, but he knew a little bit. Is a hollow equivalent to a swamp? No, it's just a, a place in between kind of a valley where uh -huh. uh, where it's uh, it's usually got uh, creeks and lots of it's, it's a lot uh, denser forest just because there's a lot more water in that area but I don't think it's a swamp um, a little overgrown the only thing that always happens in a hotel room every day when it's cleaned is they empty the trash so there's no way his crumpled note would be in the trash bin Maybe they weren't going in those rooms. I don't know. That's a good question. It's, it's so minor, but awesome. it's just with this sort of thing. Again, I'm like, I think like an Agatha Christie reader. I'm like, but that makes no sense, even if it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, and what I was, what I was originally looking for was <clears throat> if there was a notepad on the desk, then I would have looked to see if there was an imprint, and then I would have done the etching to see if I could read through just like in the Big Lebowski. Well, I thought about that too. I don't think there would be a pad, but there would be other other pieces of, of stationery. There might be an indent in the 
the the topper that's on the on the desk for writing on. Mm -hmm. But it would have been, been the the note, the blotter. There you go. It, it yeah. could just simply be in a desk drawer. Yeah. Right, which would probably not be looked in in a place like this at all. Yeah, I mean, right. he could have been writing it out, opted not to uh, to 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 turn it, but it, he could be on the fence. Do I turn this in? Maybe I don't. You know what? I'm going to put it in this drawer. I'm just going to wait and make a decision later on it. You know. But there is a hidden clue there. Yeah, the the abrupt ending. Yeah, missed. Well, it, again, it could. My interpretation of it was, as he was writing it, he had a change of heart, a, a change of ideas, and that's why he kind of crumpled it up and threw it away to rewrite it. Then, but, yeah, because because of the trash can thing, because I thought of the same thing about the trash can being emptied. Maybe uh, the paper has uh, slipped behind the desk. And it's actually, it's actually vertical behind a, a table leg in the wall or something, and uh, and it takes a spot hidden to notice it and go, what is this? You know. Well, yeah, but again, why would it be? Definitely big? crumpled it up and threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or maybe, somebody crumpled it up. Maybe something else. Maybe there's another way we can bring it into this story, not necessarily because if they emptied the trash can, which they probably would, maybe there's another way of finding out about it. In, in, in any case, it's in the trash can. Get there, so. yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but ponder it and it might, it might make some sense. Especially when you look at the map. And, and, and I don't know if that's, that's, but anyways, that's probably where I should end the episode before I start blathering and saying something that I should. <laughs> Our players included John Hook, Bill Rickle, John Harwood, I'm sorry, Josh Harwood, because uh, I'm thinking about the stupid piece of paper crumpled. <laughs> Our players included John Hook, Bill Rickle, Josh Harwood, David Gassaway, and Hari Shro, uh, with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from, one, from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good game. Thank you.